Hi, this is Gavin from FE News. I'm here at UCL, the Institute of Education, to chat with a bunch of experts, leaders in their field around what is the future of um, education and work, to also unpack some of their interesting research projects to see what we can learn and how we can take the sector forward. I'm here today with Dr Jay Derrick. Jay, could you introduce um, your role at UCL? Well, it's changed quite a lot. I've been here about 10 years. My, the, my earlier career was all in adult and further education. Um, and my subject area when I was doing a lot of teaching in that was mainly adult literacy. Um, but I've taught actually in a wide range of subject areas. And my work in colleges uh, took me into employers um, and working in all sorts of kind of complicated areas, not just so we're not just talking about classrooms. Um, some of my staff were teaching in uh, uh, railway stations and things like that, where they were teaching staff of railway organisations uh, to improve their English and maths so that they could get promoted and things like that. So, um, but then I joined the Institute of Education, which is now part of UCL, um, about 10 years ago, doing teacher education. And for most of my time, that's what I've been doing. Uh, teacher education for the post-school sector, further education and adult education. Um, hundreds, if not thousands, of subjects. Uh, so quite, quite an interesting uh, angle from which to think about teacher education. We're not just teaching a few school subjects. Um, we're rather teaching people to be good teachers, whatever their expertise area. And of course, many of those people uh, have had many years in industry and their expertise comes from their experience in the workplace. So um, that stayed with me. I've, I've, uh, I don't do so much teacher education now. I work on MAs here, but they're all to do with um, vocational education, workplace education, the future of work, uh, and with a particular focus on engineering. We have a, in our department um, a really interesting joint initiative called the Centre for Engineering Education and one of my main roles is teaching on an MSc in Engineering and Education. I'm a module leader for one of those and I, the, the module I lead on is called Practice Innovation and Leadership and it's all in the context of engineering. Um, the reason we're thinking about that so much is that engineering like many other areas of work is changing very very fast. So however well you train people at the beginning of their careers it's not going to be enough. They're going to have to learn more and they're going to have to be learners throughout their career. This applies to lots of industries, but it's, it's very true of engineering. And um, so we're, we're, on, we're continually thinking about how to improve. How do you prepare people for a world that we don't know what it's going to be like yet? For technology, we don't know, um, etc., etc., in the context of engineering. And I'm, I'm very in, infused by that. But my, lo my, my career, career long interest all the way through is adult learning, uh, lifelong learning. And of course, learning in the workplace is part of that. It's not the only part of that, but it is an important part of it. Um, and so I've, I've kind of maintained a kind of consistency through all those areas that I've talked about. Um, it's all about lifelong learning. So how do we prepare people for those jobs that don't exist yet? How do we get those foundational skills in place which are then stackable to move into those roles of the future? 
Well, it's 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 difficult partly because uh, industries are have enormous inertia attached to them, and this is partly the fault of the and academics are also part of the problem sometimes. And I I, I don't mean this in a, a you know a very I'm not criticising my colleagues particularly, but we do get stuck in our ways, and the thing about industry and about expertise and about um, subject knowledge is that it tends to protect itself so we define what the key knowledge is at a particular moment in time um, we get used to the technology that applies at that time and then we set up systems and run companies and uh, develop policy and everything around that knowledge base and around that technology and around those conventions for doing things the problem is that if the world changes, how can we change with it? We've got all these this kind of institutional structures which act as brakes to change. They get in the way of change. With the best will in the world, we do our best, but um, you know the whatever the professional institute of that defines the defines the knowledge that engineers need to have. It's the same applies to doctors. Same applies to uh, uh, people working in any industry in general terms knowledge is defined and then becomes a break and, and in fact the world changes especially nowadays it changes faster than it's ever done before so what we've got to do is somehow first of all overcome the inertia and the resistance of the existing institutions and ways of doing things um, and we've got to teach our new engineers to be critical basically of everything that they've learned uh, and to be ready to learn. So it's about being open. That's one area where there's a challenge and we are doing our best to address it by teaching people less what the knowledge is but, what it, but how to learn new knowledge, how to look for uh, new knowledge and to be critical of existing ways of doing things. That's one area. Um, another area is to get away from thinking of knowledge as just book learning but also um, knowledge as practice and that what really matters is actual projects, real projects like for example just for the sake of argument there's one example uh, getting water to a village in a remote part of Africa which has no easy access to water where people are having to walk for hours every day to collect water what we need is engineers who have experience as soon as possible in their career at practical projects like that, which are not just about uh, materials and about temperatures and about um, chemistry and physics. They're about the, how the people who live there, they're about the way things get done in that particular place, which might be different to a village which in other ways looks the same, but in another part of the world, uh, in a mountain, for example, up a mountain. Now, engineers have to deal with all of those issues now. They have to address them all. Now, that's not something that used to happen in the past. And what we try to do in our engineering programmes here at UCL is to introduce people to projects where they're working across their subject boundaries. They're working with all sorts of different types of people, many of whom are not engineers. Um, they have to work with social people who are social scientists, for example people like me are not an engineer but I am a, a sort of social scientist person and that's what we're 
we're investigating how that might work better. So we have an undergraduate programme now which integrates all the engineering subjects. And that's a kind of ongoing programme of research as well, how to do that as well as possible. And our MSc, the one I mentioned earlier that I'm working on, is, an, is, a, is a higher level version of the same thing. We're trying to get, it's aimed at existing engineers, people already in business, and we're trying to get them to help them re, reassess where they're at and where they might go next, and to, um, yeah, to introduce them to a wider range of issues and problems that they might come across in the future. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Why not click subscribe so you can be informed when the latest next individual podcast or podcast mini series from FE News are going to be released.